What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Splash Bandicoot, and with me, as always, is... What's up? What's up? How's everybody's weekend doing? It's Jeff over here, the one and only, a.k.a. Jazzy Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Jazz? Pretty good, man. A uh, few errands throughout the day, but... Complain. <laughs> how about yourself? Oh, man, you know, just trying to enjoy this beautiful weather and great weekend. As we're back here, ready for another great episode of Nostalgic Plays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so here, you know, fortunately, uh, uh, Loke Dog, Shonda Don and Loke Dog uh, won't be with us in this uh, episode. So uh, Yeah, we got a double header today, folks. Yeah, so uh, so we got something great here. And uh, and so shout out to the Anchor app and hope, as well as the Hennessy Champs, Foot Locker. Yep, the Jordan <laughs> brand Adidas. And Nestle, Nestle Pure Life Water. Back, man. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we get those sponsorships as well. And yeah. but and any college campus that is uh that's very generous enough to invite us to a football game this year will be will be more than happy to to attend. Yeah, we'll we'll have you guys sponsored on our next episode. Give you guys a little shout out if you uh, yeah. reach out to us. Depending, uh, depending how much fans they allow. But anyway, that's another <laughs> story. Uh, speaking of which, with uh, college football uh, getting underway this weekend, uh, for under excited, even though it's different under the circumstances uh, we have right now. So hopefully uh, they can go through with it. So speaking of college football, I'm excited for football to come back and NFL coming back in uh, on Thursday. So there's plenty yeah, of uh, Chicago Bears coming up with their first game on September 20th. It's September not no September 13th. 13th. No, it was, it was it was one of those two weeks. The third. I know it was between the 13th and the 20th. It was the 13th. It's always after Labor Day Sunday. Okay, probably confusing another sport. Maybe with soccer. So, anyways, and the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs will face off on Thursday night. That should be an interesting day. Yeah, the Trubisky Bowl. Nice going, Pace. You could have done better. Nice nice going, Pace. Now you make every Bears fan question you, or most of them. Any of you. I I feel like if you're a Trubisky fan... You're the type that couldn't get that couldn't get no action in bed even if you had a hundred dollar bill hanging out of your hanging out of your pants. <laughs> hanging out of your zipper. That's crazy, man. <laughs> but you're not wrong though. That's probably the case for them. <laughs> right? So so you like settling for threes, right? That's what that's what you it's like Trubisky. You can you hardly score. You settle for threes if you're a Trubisky supporter. <laughs> but besides that, uh, the first topic of our doubleheader, folks, is going to be uh, college rivalries. Yeah, and one thing I want to say before uh, we get that started, just going off of what you said, one thing I learned about college football, you know, it's a, a lot of people take it serious throughout a lot of states, especially down south and. Even some somewhat in the West, but you know, not places that don't have like pro sports or not or in most major cities in America. You know, it's always that 
that's something you identify, like the school you associate with or program. You identify that. You identify, you identify yourself as that before you before you identify before the the gender you are, race, profession you do, whatever. You always identify yourself as that school, and it's just crazy how people take it. And it's always just a, one of those great bragging rights. Yet many of them has had their own unique twist to their rivalries, moments, and everything else in between. So, Jeff, we want to start this off. Definitely, man. So, if I were my first pick at college rivalries between will be between both Michigan and Ohio State. And the big game, the pure classic. Everybody knows about that, especially in the Midwest. You know, living in Chicago, where we're in the middle of the Big Ten area, with most mid uh, Midwest schools. Uh, you know, a lot of plenty of Michigan and Ohio State alum. So there's always, so there's always that rivalry where they bash yeah, about the other. Go ahead. Yeah, both both these teams have a 115-game history with each other with several memorable plays against each other, both offensively and defensively. Between the years of 1969 through 1978, both these teams had a quote-unquote 10-year war with each other, meaning that several times Michigan got the wins and then other variety of times Ohio State got the wins. Oh, let's, yeah. not, let's not forget, though, in 2006, both these teams had, had a game that, that year that many, peop, many different sports commentators defined as the game of the century. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, and it's crazy. And as big as that rivalry is, it was the first time in, in its history that, that in that game that uh, both teams are coming in ranked in the top two in the country. Number one versus number two. And Definitely. and it was a and it the game did live up to the hype. Ohio State did end up winning uh thirty nine to forty two if I'm not mistaken. It was one of the highest scoring games in in the rivalry history. Uh but a, another classic game would follow up with that and which that game the what was at stake a shot, uh, not only the Big Ten title, but a chance to go to the national championship game. Uh, a very similar thing would happen in uh, in the in 2016. Michigan and Ohio State would be ranked in the top ten, and they would, and they would in the top five rather, and they would. Uh, and what was at stake? A chance for the playoff, if not the 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 division championship uh for for Michigan had they uh, had they won Ohio State that win would propel them to the would lead them to the to the college football playoffs which that game ended up becoming an overtime thriller which Ohio State would win that game as i mentioned so there's so it was always those games where they, if you ever see a lot of there's been many pregames too there those two teams just went at each other. Then this was before the balls even kicked off. For and sure, man. Yeah, I mean, there's always that 
that game where uh, there was always that I think I think seven years ago I I say I know the game was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, I knew that I guess some Ohio State one Ohio State player he bumped into a couple of uh, Michigan players like didn't even get out of his way and then they started mouthing off to each other. Yeah, it's that heated rivalry, man. It really causes a lot of tension, even for the mm. smallest of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you commit, you know, when you commit to one of those programs, your biggest goal is to not only win a conference championship or even a national championship in, in those New Year's Day bowl games, but it's to beat your arch rival. Like, if you if you looked it up on your research, you didn't know about it. There's this coach. Uh, Cooper, he coached Ohio State from the I think late eighties to the early two thousands. Right, he had a he's got a spot in the College Football Hall of Fame. John Cooper, one of them, right? One, him, that's his name, right? Yeah, John Cooper. John Cooper won a majority of his games, right? Yeah, eighty two wins, forty losses, and two ties, and eleven years as a coach. Yep, and and guess what? And you know, and guess what? He got fired because he couldn't beat Michigan. He only beat Michigan like two or three times. Well, the the eighty two wins that was for when he coached at Arizona State, but when he was at Ohio State, he had eighty one wins. So he only coached one game at, at Arizona State. Yeah, he coached says eleven years as head coach at Arizona State. Anyways, <laughs> go on, man. <laughs> anyways, I. Anyways, before I was interrupted, he couldn't beat Michigan. That's why he got fired. For that's like the main reason why. He, that's how serious they take it. All right. And uh, here's another great rivalry you got to talk about: is Miami and Florida State. Miami and Florida State. Yep. I mean, talk about NFL caliber starting starters, NFL caliber players. Would play would be on the field Seven. when these two went at it, and it's mostly defined by by the f- four field goals. Mm. Wide, three parts of there's a trilogy of wide rights and one wide left. Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, uh, so. Miami and Florida State were always ranked in the top 10 for, I think, during the late 80s and early 2000s. And so, and in, in the big, and in the game's biggest moments, uh, Florida State would have three chances to beat, Flo- oh, no, two of which was the, was the tie, one of which was to beat Miami. I think 1991 was game, was, they had their own game of the century. And, with the game and with seconds left, Florida State going for the win, going for the field goal rather, go goes wide right. That was the first of that was the first of many disappointments in Florida State history against Miami. The following year, wide right again, that would uh, cause them the another national championship. Two thousand had a chance to tie the game. They were defending national champs, and then not till two years later, in 2002, Miami were the reigning national champs, and F- Florida State with a chance to to finally beat Miami 
had a had a quote a special kicker who never missed inside the four, in the, uh, less than forty yard forty yard range. Who was the kicker? And I don't know. I don't remember. Look it up. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, right? But he never missed anything less than forty yards, right? And it went wide left. You would hate to be in those situations. Oh my god! And you know, being a, you know, not like Miami uh, football growing up, so watching that was always was always so gun wrenching, especially that wide left. I was like ten years old when that happened. Mm. I was like so relieved, and my and I have you know family down in Florida. They either picked Florida or Florida State. Which that's another rivalry of itself. But before we go there, uh, so one of my cousins, she's a like she she roots hard for Florida State, and let me tell you, she did not want to talk to me <laughs> for a for a full year after that game. Wow! I mean that's I mean that's how serious we take college fo- yeah. football. You would think, you would think it would be more serious if it was at the at the national level, but I didn't think it would have been like a whole. Uh, confrontational thing over college football. <laughs> Man, hey, but uh, shout out to you, Cuzzo. You know who you are. Please don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, that's how, I mean, that's how serious it, it gets. And I was, you know, ecstatic about that. And then, of course, Florida, Florida State, that's another great rivalry. The 90s was at the, was the, was at its peak. Uh, all of their meetings, much like Miami, what were in the top ten, and one of which be- ended up resulting in a national championship game was at stake. Nineteen ninety six would be the nineteen ninety six season. Uh, nineteen ninety seven Sugar Bowl was the game at stake for the national championship, which Florida uh, would come out on top of with their first Heisman winner, Danny Warfel, was quarterbacking. That's a really great rivalry right there. A lot of mm-hmm. historic moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, and those, yeah, it was like you were either a Gator or a Seminole. Yeah. Another great rivalry that caught my attention, caught my attention when I was doing my research was USC versus Notre Dame. Oh, man, yeah. Like. Between these guys, it was no doubt one of the greatest rivalries because there were several times where the national title, it was like some people felt it was rigged because that's how the, the office was set up. Each each year, one of the, the two teams handling the, the win over the other one with USC having eight straight victories from 2002 all the way through 2009. This was during the whole infamous Bush push. Oh, oh yeah, a lot of people are still mad about that. Yeah, yeah. but even when you know when we were at Notre Dame, when we had to work there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm not trying to be funny on this. Okay, I'm, I'm being okay. serious. Like, what the hell? I didn't even say nothing funny, but but yeah, it, it gets real intense over there. I mean, like it. I mean, the stadium gets pa- jam packed when they face off. Yeah. I mean, I don't never. know if you you ever went to a Notre Dame. If you ever never, been in Notre Dame, never been. I never been to a football game in Notre Dame. 
But I do yeah. imagine they, they do get quite crowded and the, both sides mm-hmm. really get into each other's faces, cheering it up. Well, not, but you know you know what kind of rivalry was like that? It wasn't so much Notre Dame and USC, but I know which one that really did. Which one? Back in the 80s, uh, Notre Dame and Miami. Ooh. I mean, Notre Dame back then had all all had a all all Americans in Miami got most of their players from from their city itself. So imagine that, right? Mm-hmm. All Americans versus just you got your boys from the backyard, and and Miami oftentimes would whoop the hell out of them until that one game in 1988. They called it Catholics versus convicts. <laughs> Dude, it's a serious thing, man. Look it up. Catholics versus con- versus convicts. Yeah, because of uh, because you know Notre Dame is a Catholic school that everybody knows. Yeah, that was nineteen eighty eight, October fifteenth. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, you know, you know, in Miami, they were always perceived as recruiting a bunch of conf- convicts, which that's a misperception. Mm. But you know, people you know people want to make a narrative out of that. But but when but when they came at with those games, but the last few games, I mean, they would just go right after each other. That game was the greatest of them all. Yeah, and from what I just read here, both teams were undefeated mm-hmm. heading into that game in 1988. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, they're and there was a fight. The <laughs> oh yeah, and there was a fight before the game before the ball was kicked off. You don't say. Yeah, look it up. YouTube that shit. I mean, and they even had a thirty for thirty, and and it was funny. Every anytime we we would go to Notre Dame, you know how sometimes they get, you know how we would go there and it's cold as hell. Yeah. So I would wear my my Miami snow cap, and some of them be calling me convict. Damn. <laughs> Like, like with no hesitation, they just straight up call you that. Yeah, or pointing at my pointing at my hat. You're a convict. You're a convict. And I see it, man, all over this video. ESPN thirty for thirty, man. The cops had to separate them football players. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was like a bar fight. Man, coaches yeah. trying to manhandle their players. Yeah, and then it was always like, you know, you want to get the the guys gonna do be successful and in life and what ha- or what have you, and then you got Miami, you know, they're just gonna go out there and kick your ass all over the field. <laughs> yeah, they they're like, you're in our house, you're in our house. Yeah, my thing is this. Uh, yeah, like that's why I like Miami because they they didn't care about anything else. It's like, no, are you on the field? Are you gonna kick some ass or not? Yeah, I want right. Which is gonna they're they, gonna they, crack they, some they, skulls about who comes out as top dog, right? And that's why, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a great beauty of that. Also, uh, how about Alabama and Auburn? That's a rivalry that Ooh. takes that that fan that people in that state they take that to another level. Definitely, man. They. Like a, as early as two thousand, man, Auburn has always had that ten to nine edge in their series against Alabama. Like mm-hmm. there's 
there was even a time when there was when there was a two decade stretch, uh, coming up to the year two thousand nineteen, where there was a forty six win, thirty six losses, and one tie between these two teams. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how it's like they're really going back and forth at each other's heads, man, for these wins. Even the fans, I mean, like the families are separated, husband, wives, and the children. Uh huh. Friend. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, I, there was even a video of a, of you know the Alabama and Auburn slogan, a "Roll Tide" and "War Eagle," respectively. Two little kids was wearing an Auburn and Alabama. One, you know, one was wearing Alabama, the other was wearing Auburn, and they were chanting, you know, "Roll Tide, Roll War Eagle," and they started fighting, <laughs> hitting each other with sticks. Man. <laughs> I swear to God, where are the parents sh- in those situations? They probably incur. They probably they probably encouraged it. They're like, go. <laughs> one with one is Al- one is an Alabama alum, or one is a fan, and the other is, and one one is the other, and then they're like encouraging him. Ooh. Come on, Jimmy, go for. Come on, Jimmy, keep beating him. Go beat up Jack. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, and even, uh, yeah, they, and, you know, they have no pro sports team, so, of course, they're going to, so, of course, college football would be their their go-to. Definitely, man. You know, so it's either you're chanting War Eagle or you're chanting Roll Tide, Uh, and to me, one of the best uh, college football, one of the best moments of that history is uh, that kick six game back in 2013. Hmm. Uh, with a, you know, with both teams, you know, what was at stake? It was the SEC West. Both team was ranked in the top four, and Alabama being the two-time defending champions. You know, with a tie game, uh, they had a, they went for the field goal, and they would fall, which would fall short. And Chris Davis, the returner for Auburn, would would take it back 108 yards to win the game. And that's like that's straight up dedication right there, man. Like to be able to mm-hmm. run the ball off a missed field goal from from almost that. one end of, from one end of the field to the other. That's that's some straight up endurance and stamina right there. Mm-hmm. And you and having to like pace yourself as you have like a dozen two hundred plus guys, two hundred plus pound guys coming at you at full speed trying to tackle, fumble the ball away from you. Yeah, and that place. That pl- and Jordan Hare Stadium went berserk, and and it was a, probably one of the best college football games I ever watched. Yeah, I just saw the video about that. Now it's it's insane. Yeah, and that's one thing about rivalries. It's a uh, it's always some of those big moments. Yeah, those, those and... little moments that become big moments. Little things, people. little things can even the little things makes it fun. Like yeah. one of the things people forget, about, or one of the most one of the must see rivalries or to visit is the Texas versus Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry. Mm. Uh, when it, uh, all of their games are are played at a neutral site yeah. <laughs> in in Dallas, Texas. 
and they and their pregame festivities is is like no other. I can imagine. Is <laughs> uh you said you mentioned it a red a Red River showdown. Mm-hmm. Red River shootout. Shootout. And they will, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's something to behold, man. I, I know uh, our friend, our other co-host, uh, Austin. Uh, you know, he, you know, he wants to go see. It. You know, he's been uh, wanting to go to Dallas for a while, so I know that would be some. And I would try, and I was recommending that to him that you got to see Texas, Oklahoma. You don't gotta. You don't got a roof on, but you got to check out the the pregame festivities. Mm. You know, same thing with uh, Georgia and Florida, the world world's largest cocktail party. Games are are held in uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, at the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. For sure, man. Yeah, that's a that's another. They always had it. It's great moments and fan and. Yeah, there's, yeah. You had to pick a side. You're either a bulldog or you're a gator. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of big time players from the from those teams, from those two teams. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, pro yeah, Pro Bowl caliber players have have took place in um in the last decade or so. Uh, most of those have wound up being in the top ten matchup, and it would lead to a. Uh, SEC East Division winner who would play in Atlanta for the SEC title game. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, you got any anything else? I have my my last favorite rivalry while doing my research was uh, the rivalry between USC and U and UCLA. No, oh, the LA Showdown. Yep. Featuring. Uh, star players in the, in the 1967 season, uh, Gary Bevin and O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Bevin was the quarterback for UCLA back in the day. Both both uh, O.J. Simpson and Gary Bevin both winning Heisman, Heisman trophies. Mm-hmm. But in yeah. the end, both these teams, their games have only been ranked only three times since the early 2000s. But yeah. you would think they would be up there with all the other competitive rivalries, but you know, if the you know they just gotta be back, both back in relevance. But at their height, at the height of their rivalry, I mean, they were, I mean, many they have many great moments, especially few with uh, playing spoil one few of which was playing spoilers to the to the national championship to winner gets a spot to the Rose Bowl. Because mm. I know a lot of teams want that, those really fancy uh, franchise bowls appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, more it brings more revenue. Yeah, it make, it gives them a bigger name. Mm-hmm. And Grant checks more recruits, man. So uh, just like that, we're gonna transition over to another uh, subject in mind. Uh, you know, and, you know, one thing is about playing is that you want to, you know, yeah, find right. yourself in the zone, right? Sure. And you want to, you know, find something that's going to, you know, get your blood boiling, get you get you pumped up, and you're ready to get it going. It's uh, 
sports and music and we're going to start I want to start the subject off with event when you were playing when you were playing sports uh what was your pregame music if you had to pick one what was your that one main pregame music Well going back to my college years of playing rugby one of my uh top 10 uh songs that hyped me up was Hot Hearts on Fire that was played in the Rocky 3 or Rocky 4 movie like it would put me in that in that, in that mentality, man. We're gonna get we're gonna get this win. Let's let's put a hundred percent of our of our mentality into this game and not think that the game's not gonna turn out negatively. Start strong, finish strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, it was dependent how I feel that each day. It always depends on what I feel. If I need something to, if I if I knew I needed something to, to you know get to get my energy going, get my blood flowing, uh, I would listen to something that's got a little more upbeat. That's yeah, you that, know that that extra hype. Yeah, so you know you it gets your energy. You know. It brings back brings some energy because some days you know you just have low energy. You need something to get it. Uh, another one of those uh, get me fired up. Uh, DMX, where my dogs at? Mm. You know, because uh, you know when you know playing sports growing up, you know, uh, under the you know when that you know with the people I was with, it was always thought that uh, you got. You gotta be, you gotta be a dog out there. Yeah, like we want, like we want some dogs. We don't want, you know, you know how some people say, you know, we don't want no pussies out there, man. We want some dogs. <laughs> and that was, and that, that right there was like, and you know, his listen to where my dogs at, you know, DMX in the early two thousand. Where my dogs at? Hey, yeah, we also one of my all time personal favorites. Um, when I was uh, when I was a coach at the Midtown Center program, mm-hmm. as a, the past back in 2017 and back in 2018, one of the one of the songs that be that I'd be trying to have my team listen to was uh, the theme song for Space Jam. Are we ready for this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One time that would, uh, that would get oh, the yeah. kids like so hyped. They're like, "Let's get this way, coach." <laughs> I would do the Will Ferrell way. <laughs> And kicking and screaming. Man. Are you ready for this? And they all just start screaming. They're like, what the heck is going on? Oh, no. Some some kids think I'm a nut job. That's well, okay. Japanese to them. Oh, no. They just think I'm a nut job. Mm. I'm a, they just think I'm a nut job, period. No matter in what language. <laughs> but... Uh, and uh, I, I shout out to Lope Dog for this. Like, when I was coaching, you know, anytime I was coaching, I would always try to bring some, you know, bring my speakers and start playing music during practices. Yeah. Try to, like, and, uh, try to get that flow of energy going through. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do instrumental just so parents don't complain about the foul language. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you know how people get. But, you know, when, when people were playing music back then, you know, they would play curse, you know, Curse words on it, and nobody bat an eye back in our days, man. 
But you know, anyways, that's another story. So I would play instrumentals and shout out to Loke Dog man. He helped me out, uh, sending me some fire beats. Yeah, yeah his, pl- his beats. Shout out to Loke Dog's beats on, on our podcast episodes, man. Those are yeah, good. yeah. So he would. So I would play that during our during our practices, and you know that. You know, there's a method to my madness. You know, some some of them know they're like, "Oh, why are you playing?" You know, hip hop beats during basketball practice. I go, "Well, basketball and hip hop coincide with each other." Well, depending where you go, but in my case, it does. But it's just think about it. Hip means means your update, right? Very hip. You got to be update and relevant. Hop is the move. Hop is a verb, right? In yeah. other words, it's a movement. Basketball, you need to know what you you need to know what you're doing mentally and physically. So that's why, and that's how, right? It's like you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what's going on, and you got to just go and do get get up and do it. That's why I always put hip hop beats in basketball. It's like, it's like when you, it's like when you're moving, you're moving to the beat. When you do, when you're pulling a move, it's like thinking of a lyric. Definitely. Thinking of a rhyme, you know, dribbling, you know, side to side or crossover, step back between the legs, making a pass, you know, when you do it so effortless, when you get into some, that kind of rhythm, that means you're not only you're dancing to like, to the beat, but you're also, it's like your mind is, is like speaking of a flow that's going along with that beat. For sure, man. Yeah, so that's so that's why I do that. You know, does it work for them? I don't know, but I know it keeps my mind mellow. You know, that's what I do for coaching. You know, it want to keep my mind, you know, very calm, very, you know, very energetic too on some beats. So you know, so that's how, so that's how I, you know, that's how I, uh, I operate, and. And so, you got anything else? Uh, one of my other personal favorites, um, movie with with several uh, WWE superstars and oh my god, comedian. yes. How about okay, how, okay. The long speaking of yard, which, the longest yard where Nelly had his song of uh, "Here Comes the Boom." Oh my god, yes. Oh, that's a that one. You have to man. It's like y'all don't really want it not. And speaking of which, speaking of which, I gotta add that on my football playlist. Do it, <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah, that's always one of those. You gotta come out and hit somebody. Mm. You know, yeah, you that. Oh, how about this, man? Speaking of WWE, favorite favorite uh wrestling entrance song, like entrance wrestlers theme song. I personally, I grew up with this wrestler since I was in my early, in my early, in my early preteens. I'd have to go personally with Rey Mysterio. What's the Puyaka Puyaka? Yeah, the original Puyaka Puyaka. Puyaka Puyaka! Rey Mysterio. That's my Uh, Pueblo. You know, it's a toss-up between... uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme song. Uh-huh. 
or uh, and Goldberg. Ooh, those are those are two good ones right there. Yeah, I I say Goldberg because it because when you're walking out playing that, it's like you're serious. You're about he's about to take over this bitch. You're like it's like do 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 do. Oh man, oh yeah, some yeah. You think you're able to play it for old times' sake? Yeah, let me pull up. Let me pull up YouTube real quick. Yeah, since Brian can't, since Brian can't play his beats. And you said Goldberg's uh... theme song, yeah, bro. That I hope there's not multiple be... theme songs, <laughs> bro. That that should be one, and you, you, you just it should be you should find one. See. See? There we go. Dude, that 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 has some hype. Yeah. Remember why one of the times I was actually playing in one of my high school football games, I I actually listened to that, <laughs> <laughs> and I almost and I almost pulled a wrestling move on the field. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing, Alex? <laughs> I almost costed a almost costed my team a fifteen yard penalty. Man, man, you just get so caught up in it. Yeah, you get up all in your feels. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about this one? Uh, no, uh, the Undertaker. Mmm. Dude, it, the whole crowd will get like stunned in fear seeing that man oh, yeah. walk in so slowly. Like, when we were younger, probably, man. But yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Y'all know what that... Y'all know what time it is. It's about to go down, Jeff. You, as a kid, man, I'd be so scared whenever I would see his, like, entrance video on the screen. Oh, the older I got, the more excited I got for it. Yeah. And then... Finding out years later that he's gonna re- he was gonna retire. Brock Lesnar beating, destroying his undefeated streak. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what would be good for like squad goals? What? N.W. New World Order's uh theme song. New World Order. Yeah. It gives you that feeling when you're arriving somewhere with your boys. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, anytime that me and my fellow co-hosts going to enter anywhere we go, this is how we're going to enter. With New World Order's theme song like this. There you go. It's like we all walk slowly with our shades on, with our with our outfits of the day. Uh huh. And maybe if we're feeling it that day, we 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 buy like we get the we get a championship belt. Yeah, custom custom fitted. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I got another one, man. Batista's theme song. That would hype me up sometimes, too. The uh, I Walk Alone. <laughs> Ooh. 
Oh yeah. Oh, that's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. I like it. I like it. I dig it. I dig it. Oh, how about this one? Uh, crime time. Crime time. Crime time. Crime time. With the Y instead of the I. Crime time. Yo yo yo, Papa Roly, check your forty. Yo 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 yo, Chad Gaspard and JTJ, it's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> First time I see the theme songs live like this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Here we go. Let's not forget uh, DX's D Generation X theme song, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a whole, no, a whole new other scene, man, seeing their theme song yeah. out there. You know who I like, but I know people might give me shit for it. But but is that? But I but I like it. It's it's my it's my taste. Uh, the fiend. The fiend. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, the fiend. The fiend. The fiend. His yeah. His uh. The yeah. His intro. His theme song, man. It's there. We go. And it's so slow paced, and then it builds up like. Yeah. I remember when I when I worked that 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 WWE Raw for Survivor Series. When I saw him come on stage slowly, man, I was like, "Oh my god!" How about that Monday? Was it, I think it was a Monday Night Raw. Remember? Uh, remember, like once it was about to be over, then bam! Here comes the Fiend. Just shows up. Like out of nowhere to fight yeah. McIntyre. It was raw, right? Yeah. There yeah, it was. It was a steel cage match. Yeah, I remember. They turned it into a cage once he showed up. Yeah. I thought they weren't going to be there. You and everybody, you and like everybody else in that building. This part, though. And he'd be, That's it. he would have his freaking uh, lantern with the uh, with Bray Wyatt's uh, carcass head, man. I'm like, oh my oh, god, yeah. yowie, wowie, dude! I remember there was somebody in the stands with the freaking puppets and the yeah. that that just the the, uh, the main the main bodyguards there were yeah. like, man. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> now I'm thinking to be the fiend for Halloween. Yowie, yowie. Think about how how much I could scare the shit out of people. Yeah. Oh. Like what's going on? Yeah. Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> uh, there won't be any Funhouse for me. I'm just showing up like the fiend, mm. putting fear in your hearts. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, how about uh, man? You cannot forget about uh, what's that group? ACDC and their uh theme song and their songs, not theme songs, their songs. It, it's got some good hype to it too. Thunderstruck. 
the oh yeah you know where that you know you know where uh for the you know uh, longest yard played that one for the opening kickoff right yeah i was trying to look for the i'm like that song sounds very familiar then i had the then i put the captions on i'm like yep it was thunder oh uh, yeah oh another good one is uh hell's bells hell's bells by ACDC mm-hmm. or yeah movies? ACDC. What movie was it in? Uh, I don't think it was in a movie, mm. but it's still good. Okay. Definitely. I mean, they play that loud bell. It's like similar to like Undertaker in the beginning. Mm. But yeah. then you hear the guitar. <laughs> so. And, uh, and also, uh, them too, uh, uh, Back in Black. Uh, that one's another classic. Yeah. But it only works if you're wearing a black, black jersey. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Okay, like anyone's gonna take you serious if you're wearing red or blue. Like I know that's your that's your color and all, but but if you're playing back in black but not wearing black, you're playing that song but you're not wearing black. I mean, that's you. You look like a joke. Yeah, I can see that. Like if you if you do if I ever see a team does that, and you're not wearing plays that song and you're not wearing black, I really feel like my team can kick your ass. <laughs> I don't care if we don't win a game up to that point. <laughs> and another uh let's see. I know we're missing some too. Uh missing some more. I know if you put anything from the nineties, they were it, it, it they're good for that. Oh, pump up the jam. <laughs> pump, pump up the jam. Oh, I know. I know. Brian, uh, Brian will get or uh, Loke Dog will get a kick out of this, but uh, it's called the uh, Black Sheep. Uh, Black Sheep, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Well, let's uh, let's not forget when DMX was in Like Mike, <laughs> that car scene. DMX, DMX was in that car. Yeah, his they had his. That was his song. The, the car, one of his songs playing in the car scene. Yeah, the- his song, not him. What the hell? No, I said one of his songs, man. He let me. Oh, it. I thought you said him. I'm like, what oh, the? I was saying one of his songs. I'm like, I could never see him in a kid movie. <laughs> could you imagine seeing him in a kid movie? Man, it would. It would have to be. Hey yo, this is bullshit. So I'm not around. adopting this kid. No, hey yo, I'm not adopting this kid. This is bullshit. Fuck out of here. Mm. While he's smoking crack during the two thousands. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, party up in here, but I don't know. That's more of a party song than that's more of a turn up song than uh than like a pregame. I know one of my personal favorites. Uh, whenever uh some NBA teams would be would be uh warming up, uh Grove Street Party by uh by Two Chains. I mean, uh, I think it's. Milk it up. Grove Street Party. Oh, yeah, but Walk a Flock of Flame. I remember I heard it once when uh, the when Golden State was warming up, man. That song was playing in the background as they were um, 
about to start their starting lineup, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I could see myself getting hyped up to this song. <laughs> oh, here's one that, that I got hyped up a few times. Carnage and Migos. Carnage and Migos? Yeah. I'm trying to think what song. Bricks? Yeah, that one. Before before Migos made it to the mainstream. There we go. Yeah, uh Odell Beckham, he he made uh he 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 was seen on video hyping that up. Listen that while he was getting hyped up. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you gotta see, you gotta get hyped. Yeah. So that's so that's always good. And then, of course, you know, you gotta listen to some good. Uh, workout music, but like another one, say, like one of my songs that hypes me up when I'm about to work out is uh, I'm a Boss by Meek, by Meek Mill and, and Rick Ross. Oh, uh, here's my favorite one with uh, for pregame. I would listen to this before whether I'm coaching or playing. Well, actually, well, actually, I'm coaching now because it came out, but uh, Meek Mill, uh, Lord knows, but the but in Creed version, like from the movie Creed. Meek Mill and just put Meek Mill, Lord knows, and put like Creed. If it if it says Fighting Stronger, if it says Fighting Stronger, that's the right one. And just go like two and a half minutes of it. Just go, just go like two and a half minutes, like two thirty. Now this this is where okay this is where the best part goes. Ready? That build up. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that's that right there. But you know what else goes good with a pregame? Stronger by Kanye West. No, no, no. Post game music. Post game. Yeah. Mm. Like when you win or when you have a successful match, depending which athlete you are. One of my personal favorites in after games would be um, Hall of Fame by the Script. Uh, oh my! No, mine's is uh, uh, J Rock and Kendrick. Uh, win, win. Yeah, now that's got some upbeat to it, especially when you already won. Yeah, 
Mm. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, that and swag surfing. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, what was the other song you mentioned? Swag surfing. The Bears play that at their uh, every at the Dub Club or Club with, Dub uh, with Fast Live Youngsters. Yeah. First, I hear this song. Man, that song's been out for a minute. Yeah, since 2009, from what it says. Yeah. Yeah, I'm swag. I'm sir. I'm swag. (laughs) Talking about Patron in this song. Patron, hypnotic. Uh, yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, man, rock and hip hop. Those are the ones you gotta go. Definitely go with, man. I mean, who's gonna listen to? I mean, who's gonna listen to like some depressing shit? Uh, we don't need that. But uh, uh-uh. but reggae reggae tone would be having some good hype too. Let's not let's not throw salt on them <laughs> or them bowls. Yeah, but yeah, oh, yeah. It's gotta, it, it's gotta have a right, it's gotta have a right beat for right it to, beat, to, right, to do um, it. Right, a really good intro, and then yeah, like, has to have like a really good like mid, 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 uh, mid song climax heading into the outro. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's the thing. Because I'm telling you, if the song has slow rhythm. Throughout the whole five to six minute duration of the song, mm-hmm. I'm gonna point to a trash can, and that's where the song needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, or to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like Mitch Trubisky's career. <laughs> Definitely, man. <laughs> yes, folks. I'm gonna keep slandering until he does, till he gets his shit they together, or he's out of here. Now, nah, I think. I'm not surprised this happened, but it's a matter of time when Mitch's time is done up. We need a new quarterback. We need Jesus. Yeah. I know it's off topic, but if we had like a a quarterback caliber of like Mahomes or Watson or Watson, we would be. (laughs) They hey we. We had shit. We had our chances to get one of them, but Pace is an idiot. Yeah, I remember, I remember that discussion from a previous episode. <laughs> no, because he only saw he only saw growth and development, and I'm and I have yet to see it. Yeah. And I want to say this. Be I want to say this before I know we're going a little bit off topic. If any of you missed supporters were to tell me you still would have drafted. Drafted this bum over the two quarterbacks, Mahomes and Watson. You say you still would have drafted him, even if the names were blocked, or you knew, or knew the all the information in college. You still would have drafted Mitch. 
to me, you're the biggest moron I've ever encountered. <laughs> so you cannot. So any of you can at me all you want. Unfriend all, right. all you guys want. <laughs> yeah, all you want. No, you can. No, you, no, they can come at me in on social media or in person. Yeah, whichever. Yeah. The more is open, guys. <laughs> yeah, and I will definitely put you on your place. He sucks. He's a bum. One year doesn't make anything suffice, especially when you're unimpressed. Especially when it's colored unimpressed. Mm. Okay. And secondly, be- okay, and, okay. And if you want to throw all the other facts at, at me, how about this? Put this. Right. Anyone listening? Everyone ears opened up. Okay. Listen to this. Mr. Bisky was Mr. Ohio for in football, right? He was Mr. Ohio, yet Ohio State didn't even look at his direction. So what does that tell you? That nothing good came out of it. Hmm. So congratulations, Pace. You played yourself and you even took the bait for for trading unnecessary draft picks. You made a rookie GM look like a genius. If only he would have consulted with his front office. Yeah. Consulted with the head coach. Yeah. Don't don't leave anybody out of that discussion <laughs> in general. Like you can't just make that decision on your own. <laughs> yeah. Cause we've seen the result of what happened. Way to go! You really, you really knocked that one out of the park. Mm. Hey, I'm willing to bet you anything that even though there won't be any fans at Soldier Field this year, Mitch plays so. Ba- if Mitch ever plays so bad like he does, he's still gonna hear booze. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hey, like boo, boo! I thought there's no fans. No, no, it's just the employees now. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, so you got anything else to say? Uh, well, if we're talking about like to wrap it up on song, some of the, some songs that I personally like having in uh in any type of sports movie that I've seen, uh, <laughs> Kanye West in the MMA film of Never Back Down. He he, uh, oh, he stronger! Had, yeah, he had stronger perform, and uh, before the before the fighters were like leading up, and uh, crank that Soldier Boy remix. <laughs> no, no, no! Get no, get out of here for saying something like that. It was in the get movie. out of here. It was in the movie. It's though. still weak. No, don't say Soldier Boy and, and crank that. That's the most played out song in the history of society. Even for that movie. Yeah, I don't care how they make it. I don't care what version they made it with. It's garbage. All right, man. Garbage. Please, if I ever see Soldier Boy on the playlist, I'm ripping that shit up. <laughs> shit. Whatever helps. Shit for that. Shit for that. Shit for that. I'd be playing pop music before I play Soldier Boy. He's like he's at the bottom of my of the food chain. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to Katy Perry, California Girls before I listen to that. Sure. Don't judge me, people. 
we all have our own taste in music. Yeah. Hey, if I do, yeah. Well, one thing I always do, I mean, it's just knowing my personality. Some, sometimes, you know, when you're building up emotions or whatever, you, sometimes are you feeling just good that you, you just want to play something lightly just to have fun, not take yourself serious. I mean, I don't have a problem saying it. I do play a little bit of Dua Lipa, my future wife. I hope she's listening, and I hope you, know, you give me a shot. Shout out to you. But, you know, I play some of her music just to take the edges off. That's good. You know, so, so yeah. So, remember, so remember, people, make sure you play the right music that suits for you. And don't let other and, people uh, judge you. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, yeah, exactly. And, and uh, hopefully you take some of the songs added on your playlist. Hopefully we help you one way or another. Like, there's probably people out there that get hyped to orchestra music. Who knows, man? It depends how 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 it's played. Yeah, because orchestra, because I I know they be turning into like orchestra or classical. I don't know which one, but turns into a funk music. They turned that into that shit was so badass. But anyways, just like that, we're gonna end the episode. Our episode of nostalgic plays. Uh, any final words? Uh, have a nice uh, weekend, everybody. Be safe on Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and uh, and you know, remember we're still during uncertain times. Remember the social distance. Wash your hands. Limit limit big, limit big crowds, guys, as much as you can. Because I know. Yeah. For a lot of people out there, that's a that's a big challenge. Shout out to MC Loke Dog and, and Sean, Sean the Don, who couldn't make it, and big shout out to to Hennessy Champs. Foot Locker, Jordan, Jordan Brand, Nike, and Adidas. Whoever com- comes to us first, big shout out to you guys. And the Anchor Hopefully, app. Yeah, and the Anchor app. Thanks, for, thanks, Anchor app, for staying with us and all the other sponsors we mentioned. Hopefully, you guys can re- reach out to us on our Instagram page, at Nostalgic Place. Yeah, we could use some more followers, guys. Get the word yes. out. Yeah, so please uh, stay tuned for future episodes, guys. All right, Splash Bandicoot out. Jazzy Jeff out, guys. Take care. Peace.